reading is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38, and can be found on page 1025 of the Bibles that are at the side and at the back. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is the words of the Lord. Thank you, Helen. Let's pray. Lord God, by your spirit, may you come and dwell here with your people. Give us ears to hear you and eyes to notice what you're doing. May the thoughts of my heart and the words I've prepared be pleasing to you. Amen. So... Winona Ryder, Brittany Murphy, Whippy Goldberg, and Angelina Jolie. What is the link between these four women? Turn to somebody who's near you and have a go at trying to work it out. Okay, any suggestions? They've all adopted children. Good suggestion, it's not the link. I'm not even sure if it's actually true, I'm afraid. Some have, I know that, but I don't know if they all have. They're all women, also true. Not the particular link we're looking for. Any other suggestions or thoughts? Gareth, did you want to offer one? <laughs> they are all in the same film. 
The film they are ordered, I'm not going to ask Gareth because he has cheated, was released in 1999 and it is called Girl Interrupted. Girl Interrupted is a pretty gritty film. As I said, released in 1999, Angelina Jolie won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. It's set in the 1960s and is about uh, the mental health of a group of women and their incarceration at that time. It's not necessarily a film I would um, completely commend to you. Uh, it depends what your taste is. If you like gritty films, then maybe, but um, it is quite hard-hitting. The reason we are talking about this film tonight is because we are talking about the ultimate girl interrupted, Mary. Now, Mary is, of course, most familiar from Christmas cards. She was a young Jewish girl, a peasant in a nowhere town called Nazareth. She was probably somewhere between 13 and 15 years old and betrothed, of course, to be married from Joseph. When one day she was going about her normal business, when she was interrupted. This, of course, wasn't a normal interruption, as we just heard. It wasn't like seeing a neighbor at the village well or having a relative pop by your house. It was an angel, an angel with a very particular message that unmarried Virgin Mary was going to have a baby. Well, history, of course, has never really known quite what to do with Mary. In some cases, we venerated her, considered her to be something other than us, perhaps a docile image of purity and virginity. Maybe these thoughts have come because they're both for the fact that she was chosen in the first place, and secondly, because of her seemingly accepting response. But Mary isn't meek and mild, docile and fragile. She is bold enough to question the angel. How will this happen? She doesn't question in need of proof, as Zechariah did in the previous verses to the ones we heard tonight but she questions out of amazement. In other ideas on Mary, she's considered to be an ancient female Che Guevara character. The Magnificat is the Latin name given to Mary's song, which comes after the reading we've just heard in verses 39 to 56. She's given this image for this song a radical, priestly, gospel-before-the-gospel kind of song. A song that declares God's ways are different from ours. Down from the thrones, he has hurled the rulers. Up from the ground, he has raised the humble. But although we may like this image of Mary, we might be wise to go steady on it as the Prince of Peace's mother probably wasn't advocating a bloody coup of the Roman Empire. For others today, the whole thing, the whole story is just a bit weird and a bit unbelievable. 
A nice Christmas image, very cute material to work with in a school nativity play, but really the whole thing is just a bit much. Now, if we're honest tonight, we may sit here and feel that some of these perspectives on Mary have understandable roots and certainly echoes of legitimacy, even if just in part. Mary is an unusual woman. She is plucky and courageous, outspoken and bold. And certainly the whole story is surprising. Mary joins a long list of surprising women who God has worked in and through to bring about his saving plan. She stands with others, women of great worth to us in the Christian story. Rachel, Miriam, Anna, Abigail, Deborah, Lydia, Rahab, Ruth, Naaman's servant girl, Hannah, Elizabeth, Priscilla. These women like Mary, are ones whom we can look to to learn a lot about. But what do we take from all of this today? There are certainly a lot of things that we could explore, enough for several sermons. We could talk about what it means to question an angel, but with willingness, or what God's purposes are as he declares Mary to be favoured, just as she is. Or maybe we could study what Mary is thinking about as she talks of God's plan to feed the hungry and bring down the rich. However, going back to Winona, Angelina, Brittany and Whippy, where we started, let's think about our girl interrupted. Mary, in the midst of her day, and probably less than five minutes later, found her whole life to be different. The interruption of God via an angel ultimately brought her all kinds of experiences. So what might God's specific interruptions to us do? What might they be like? How might we respond what plans might we have, like Mary's, to settle down and comfortably marry Joseph? Might be derailed by God's own purposes. God interrupts his people still. He can interrupt the plans we make. Plans for jobs and houses and families. He can interrupt our patterns of behaviour our thoughts, our addictions. He can interrupt our relationships, our bitterness and our need for control. He can interrupt our belief systems, the things we once held dear, the things we once believed mattered. God can step in and sometimes nudge us, sometimes call us, sometimes direct us to move closer to him, to his kingdom coming, to his freedom, to his hope, to his love. These times of interruption may come to our attention in sudden and dramatic fashions like with Mary. 
or they may grow slowly in us. Seeds sown long ago, or words read in distant memory re-spark, and over time we may notice God is doing something new. We don't get to choose God's interruptions, just like Mary didn't. An interruption, of course, by its nature, is something that breaks into our normal day-to-day patterns of thinking and being. We do, though, get to choose how we respond to them. The grace of God means that we get to walk with him, working out what these interruptions mean. We get to walk with the Lord slowly and gently, and in most cases, the privilege of taking time to work it out. And in some cases, we get the power to stop when it really matters. We get the gift of one another in the wider church family to help us make sense of it all. We get the wisdom of his word to guide us and the presence of his spirit to embolden us. The question today is perhaps, what is God interrupting in you? What is he sparking in you? What is he calling you to give attention to? What might his interruptions have in store for you? What patterns of behaviour may he be interrupting? What ways of thinking may be changing? Mary's response was, here I am. Let it be to me as you have said. Here we are, Lord. Let it be to us as you have said. We're going to spend a few moments letting this land with us. A few moments of holding space with God. <laughs> 